Welcome back guys, it's your boy DJ Scanless here, and this is an all new hip hop and Tupac related episode of Scanless Talk. For this episode, we're going to break down some recent news regarding that infamous Angie Martinez interview of Tupac from 1996 that still hasn't been released yet. Let's get it. Alright guys, so we're on the O4L online network website, and this says Angie Martinez Tupac interview is coming in 2020. Now, if you guys don't know much about this interview, you can go on my DJ Scanless YouTube page. You can also go on my Scanless Talk and Tupac Music FM podcast that you can find on Spotify and Google Search or Anchor.fm. And there I have an episode regarding Angie Martinez and the Tupac interview, and I break down the significance of it, a whole backstory about it, and how Jay-Z actually told Angie Martinez to actually secure the tapes. That way, it would be safe if there was ever a house fire or a flood or anything like that. Because she was actually keeping her Tupac tapes and all these other interviews that she did in the 90s in her laundry room. Which is totally crazy because you think this will be stored in a vault, a fireproof vault that, you know, no one can get access to. Because this interview is such an infamous interview because it's about Tupac talking about Biggie and the whole East Coast, West Coast beef and war. As well as Faith Evans and his relationship with Faith that Tupac actually put on his Hit Him Up record where he says, I fucked your wife and everything like that. Now we heard clips of this interview throughout the years, but it's actually a two-hour interview that they did, and only 13 minutes of it was aired on her radio station back in 1996. So anyways guys, let's break this down. After her interview of Page Six, Angie Martinez revealed to the world that her Tupac unreleased interview was in a safe location, which again she credits JC for helping her. So scrolling down here, has some information here, it says, Speaking to AM to DM, Angie Martinez talks about the pressure. There's people that are just so furious with me. I'm sorry, says Angie. Angie can't even enjoy posting a simple photo on Instagram without being bombarded with questions about the interview. I post something about like my son or my goddaughter and they'll be like, that's nice, but what about the Pac tapes, explains Angie Martinez. From social media to her time shopping, there's no escaping the Tupac interview tapes. I was in Nakia and somebody ran up to me and asked about the tapes. Understanding that she's holding a piece of history, Angie Martinez is ready to release the interviews. I'm going to put them out. I'm trying to figure out within the next dot dot dot. I don't want to do this myself. My goal is within the next year to do a project where they could come out and people could experience them. It also goes on to say it won't be released on YouTube, even though that may bring in a lot of ad revenue for her and actually grow her channel. But it says that it may be a docu-series like Project, Netflix, Showtime, HBO are all probably going to get their checks ready for a bidding war to earn rights to air this interview. She goes on to say, I do understand it's part of history. It's going to be uncomfortable for me. There are a lot of things in those tapes that are very uncomfortable to listen to. But I am aware that it's part of history, so at some point I will, says Angie. Let's check out this video here. Now, you interviewed Tupac in 1996 for two hours, um, and only 12 minutes of that interview. I know, have and released. there's people that are just so furious. Yes, I'm yes. Sorry. <laughs> Is there any... I, literally, I could post something about, like, you know, my son or my goddaughter, and they'd be like, that's nice, but where's the Pac tape? And that's kind of crazy, because I definitely want to hear this interview. We all know that Tupac's going to take jabs at Biggie. But it's so far in the past now, we can't change the past, so we might as well just put it out there. People can gain an understanding of the atmosphere back then, as well as Tupac's life and everything that was going through his mind. And maybe we can actually learn from it. So I hope that she releases it in uncut form. But for me, I'm kind of iffy on it because I think that even if she will release it, she'll chop out some parts. There's no way that we can ever know that it will be fully uncut. And I'm actually surprised that she's actually talking about this yet again, because I thought Diddy probably bought the rights to this interview, and that's why we haven't heard the full-length interview, because Diddy didn't want it out there. 
So what do you guys think? Do you think she's just trolling yet again? Do you think she's just clout chasing yet again? Putting this out there even though she has no intention of ever releasing it. Like I said, I think she should do something with VH1, BET, MTV or something that has Tupac footage. And you'll get a bunch of royalties for that. Or maybe she can just send it to HBO and they can do a Defiant Ones-like series on Tupac, even though Alan Hughes is already doing his own documentary on Tupac. So maybe she can contact him and they can add it in there somehow or as a bonus episode or something like that. That would be kind of cool. So in other news, we actually have a guy named Tupac Shakur that was arrested in Tennessee, but it's not the Tupac that you're thinking of. So here we're on NME.com. When you scroll down here, it says a man named Tupac, namesake of the legendary 90s West Coast rapper, was arrested on drug and assault charges in Tennessee on Saturday night, October 19th. In a press release from Johnson City Police Department, officials stated that they responded to a call at 5.41 p.m. in reference to Mr. Shakur, who already had active warrants from a different local sheriff's department. Upon arrival, they saw the 40-year-old suspect in a fleeing vehicle that was later caught down in the street. And this is actually what he looks like if you're on my scanless YouTube channel. You can actually check out my video version of this podcast. On this article on TMZ, it says the white Tupac is being held on $18,000 bond. No word if Suge Knight's going to bail him out. <laughs> in other news, do you guys remember that song that Snoop Dogg did back in 1993? It's one of his most well-known songs from the Doggy Style album called Gin and Juice. Well, we just got confirmation that Snoop Dogg did indeed steal Tupac lyrics for that hit song. Let's check out the info here. Alright guys, so we're on the Outlaw for Life online network and they have a recent article on here that says how Snoop Dogg copied Tupac's lyrics for his song Gin and Juice. So this goes on to say that the Art of Dialogue YouTube channel did an interview with DJ King Assassin. DJ King Assassin claims that Snoop Dogg will copy Tupac's lyrics on I Gotta Get Mine and use it for his hit single Gin and Juice. Gotta Get Mine would also feature Detroit's own MC Breed. According to DJ King Assassin, Tupac and Breed had a strong bond together. They were best friends. Every time Breed would come to Cali, it was love, it was his home. Same for Tupac when he went to the Detroit or the Flint, you know, Michigan area. Nothing but love, it was a party, says Assassin. So right here you can see the lyrics of Tupac's verse here on Gotta Get Mine, which came out several months before the Gin and Juice song. Tupac recites in his opening verse, I gotta keep my mind on my money and money on my mind. And that's the same set of lyrics throughout the chorus of Gin and Juice. So you'll see here, rolling down the street smoking endo, sipping on Gin and Juice, laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Now, as a big Tupac fan, I knew from the get-go that these songs shared the same lyrics. And I definitely knew that Tupac's song came first. Now, as to how Snoop Dogg was able to take that and put it in his own song was because Tupac's song came out several months before his, as well as the whole Tupac album was stolen. And this featured many Thug Life songs that Tupac was working on, such as Is It Cool to Fuck, Ready for Whatever, probably other songs like Lie to Kick It and Animosity for the original Thug Life album. And that's why many of the songs were never released while Tupac was alive. So moving on down here, during the interview, it says copying Tupac's lyrics was nothing new. In fact, it was a reoccurring issue. This happened a lot with Tupac, and Tupac was ahead of his time. He had to actually trash a whole record because stuff got leaked to certain people, and these certain people would use those phrases and took his contacts. Was it jealousy? Tupac was indeed ahead of his time, creating classic material well before he hit the mainstream scene. Tupac at the time wasn't the Tupac that we all know. You know he had done the movie Juice and stuff like that. He wasn't the Tupac that we all know now. He wasn't even signed to Death Row at this point. Which I guess you could still make the case for that. But Strictly came out around that same time that Tupac was working on these records. So Tupac was already well known for his hit single on Tupac Was Now, Brenda's Got a Baby. As well as the song Keep Your Head Up from Strictly. As well as Juice and the Poetic Justice movie. So of course he wasn't this big mainstream hip hop icon at this time. 
but he was already established within Hollywood, as well as having some classic records already out. However, guys, I would take anything that DJ King Assassin says with a grain of salt. In the past, he has said many things that doesn't add up, such as when he said that he produced Dear Mama and he was releasing the OG, the original version, to TMZ after a Phoenicia Core passed away. Even though that song was already leaked online for 15 years, he claimed that he was just leaking out to the public just now. So that ended up being a big lie right there because the song was already out on YouTube. He also chopped out the intro where Tupac credits Master T, the producer of the original, just so he can claim it as his own produced song. And he also did the same thing for the How Long Would They Mourn Me song, which he said that he was releasing a new unheard Tupac verse for that song. But here it was the original radio verse that Tupac did for the music video that came out in 1994. But then he was all over TMZ and all these other online publication websites saying that he was releasing this to the fans, even though it was already released 25 years ago. So I don't think he's a credible source. However, he did get this information from an online interview from Tupac Forum with Natasha Walker. If you aren't familiar with her, she did songs with Tupac such as Bury Me a G and Are You Still Down, the original version. So right here, here's a clip from Natasha Walker speaking on the scrapped album that Tupac was working on. Most likely was the original Thug Life album that he totally scrapped the original draft because the songs got leaked out. One day I was in uh, the studio in Santa Monica with Dre and they were doing uh, Dre's, um, no, they were working on Snoop's album, I think. Yeah, because uh, Dog Town and they were, they were working on Snoop's first album. So I'm like, so I'm in the studio, I'm looking around, I'm going from door to door, and I open up the door, and it's cool up and Daz listening to Tupac's album, you know, where it's cool to fuck all these other songs we did. This album never came out. And so I'm like, where did you guys get that? And they was like, oh, Tony Abner gave it to us, because they were on Interscope now, flew with Tupac, dying, you know, with a big deal. So I said, really? I don't even have a copy of that. In my head, I was like, I'm going to get on Tupac, because he never would let me take copies talking about it. it's going to be all over the place. So when I got home, I called him. I was like, uh-uh, honey, why can I get a copy? He was like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I was at the studio. Blah, blah, blah. He called over my face, called the company, and went off on them and told him he's scrapping a whole album. And he was so mad that he could not stand them because all that um, bitch, all that is uh, Israel, can Israel, get my mind and my money and all that, they stole from him. So many little tags and little things from his album that never came out. That Snoop, my Zizzle, my Nizzle, and all that. Tupac had had a whole album with all of that. Alright guys, so what do you guys think? Do you think Snoop Dogg and Daz Dillinger copied Tupac's lyrics for this track for his Gin and Juice song? As you can see here on Wikipedia, you can see Tupac's song was recorded in 1993, released June 3rd, 1993, on the B-side of Watch Your Own Back. And here you'll see that Snoop Dogg's album... Doggy Style wasn't released until November 23rd, 1993, and Gin and Juice, the single, wasn't released until January 15th, 1994. So really, that is a five-month difference. And this wouldn't be the first time that Snoop Dogg actually stole some of Tupac's lyrics. He actually stole Tupac's verses from his Life So Hard song, which Snoop Dogg originally did the hook on Tupac's song. He stole the lyrics for his own song called Life's Hard, which featured Casey and JoJo, and this was recorded in 1997. And also, Daz used to write a lot of Snoop Dogg verses. You can find the original version of Street Life with Snoop Dogg and Tupac, as well as another version of Daz doing Snoop's verses. Another possibility is that Snoop and Daz either heard Tupac's unreleased album, or they heard his song Gotta Get Mine, and they wanted to use those vocals. However, instead of paying royalties for the sample usage, they just recited it. Also guys, keep in mind that Tupac also used lyrics and themes from other people's songs, such as Prince, 
As you may know, Thugs Get Lonely 2 was derived from Gigolos Get Lonely, which also had the same sample as Prince's song, If I Was Your Girlfriend. Tubac also used Prince's hook from Pop Life into his song, Pox Life, as well as he used Method Man's lyrics for his hook on No More Pain. So this is a common occurrence where rappers will take from older songs and reuse certain parts of lyrics for their own record. Tupac was also inspired by his close friend Spice One for songs such as I Wonder If Heaven Got a Ghetto, which was derived from other Spice One songs, and also he would use Big Sykes beats such as the Evil Minded Gangster beat on Only Fear Death. So this wasn't the only time that Tupac would use vocals, beats, or even samples from other songs. So I'm not saying 100% that Snoop actually stole from Tupac, but the strange thing is that this is not the only occurrence with Snoop Dogg and Tupac, as well as in 1993, as I was telling you guys earlier in this podcast, Tupac was working on a 1993-1994 original Thug Life album called Thug Style. Knowing that album, not only was this song on there, but also Animosity and Lie to Kick It. Now, the strange thing about that is, Lie to Kick It and Animosity had the same beat as Snoop Dogg's G's for the Hustlers. And this was produced by Warren G. Now, you could say, well, Warren G gave the beat to both of them. But if Tupac recorded his songs first, why didn't Warren G tell Snoop Dogg that Tupac already made two songs for his Thug Style album? The other strange thing is this album was called Thug Style and Snoop's album is called Doggy Style. This doesn't 100% confirm that Snoop Dogg stole the lyrics or not, but I think there's a strong case. Alright guys, so that's it for today's hip-hop news and Tupac news. Let me know your comments and your opinions down below. Thanks for listening. This is DJ Scanlon signing out. Peace out.